0: Welcome to the When Wit Happens podcast. This is a podcast that helps you find ways to celebrate and live your best life, even when stuff happens. Now, here's your host, Whitney West. Hey, y'all, welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about the debt of chronic illness. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you know, last year, I believe, I discussed my tragic relationship with money, but I didn't really get into how chronic illness affects your debt and your money and all of that as well. And I know that a lot of people in the chronic illness community are having this issue. So I wanted to tell you a little story about that. So let's talk about the story of my debt as it relates to chronic illness and in general. So Like most of us, um, who are the older millennials, not sure what the practices are now. I think it's a lot tighter, but I got that first credit card in college, probably as a freshman or a sophomore when they give you the free t-shirt to sign up, um, for the card. Got the card. Um, I think I got another card that fortunately I still have to this day, um, one time going through the airport, similar situation with Delta and the American Express, but I believe this was in grad school so that's another story, but yeah they were they would give credit cards away just to let you mess up your life. but I did not something happened with that card during the time I was in college um, between my like work study and my family, my grandma was like helping me play for it something happened. payment gap behind so like obviously that was affecting my credit but as soon as i got to grad school working more consistently um as a graduate assistant and i paid off my credit cards um that were had any kind of delinquencies everything so from there i was building positive credit history and my credit became really good. Um, I started working on it consistently, making sure that everything was paid, there was no negative things on there, so on and so forth. And it got to the point uh, where it was decent. Like I was getting credit card offers, all kinds of stuff. And when I graduated, it was during the recession. So I spent a few months without a job and credit cards were able to help me supplement to be able to keep up with the lifestyle that I had before until I was able to find a job. And then shortly after I found a job, I also um, went from living with a roommate to essentially living with another roommate, but in a more expensive place. And a whole lot of stuff happened where I ended up having to live in an apartment by myself, which was way more. So, although I was making more money, it was like, okay, this money is going right out the window to rent in the D.C. Maryland area. So, I got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm looking at what I'm spending, including paying off these credit cards and the money that's coming in and it's a little too close for my liking. My credit is great, so they keep raising my balances, offering me more credit cards and more money. And that can help you fall into the trap of not making enough money, but having decent credit. So you have almost more credit than you do paycheck. So I decided that I needed to start paying off my debt and do essentially a debt snowball. And I started to do that. And I paid off a couple of credit cards and I moved into a cheaper apartment in Laurel, Maryland, so that I could save some of that money to put it towards my debt. I was feeling myself and I was proud of myself because it was a big deal to be paying off this debt when I wasn't making enough to really be living in the DMV. Um, because if you have not lived in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. It is expensive. But. Then. I got sick. And I ended up in the hospital. The first time. For. Just. Maybe like two to three weeks. At this point. I am not even sure anymore. But. After I. I got out, so obviously those were two weeks where I did not work. And after I got out, I was so weak that I could barely even walk. I got nauseous just walking down steps to get to my apartment. So, because I had been in the ICU for so long, my body was not ready to return anywhere, get alone work. And so I was out for another two or three weeks as I tried to recuperate and to feel better. And even when I went back, I was only going back for like half days. So I had a little bit of leave at that point, but I did not have enough to cover me fully for that month and some of time. So we did not have short-term insurance. Um, short-term disability at that job. So I was just kind of like, ha, left out. I would have to have been out for 90 days for a disability to kick in. And in hindsight, I probably should have found a way to do that and take time to really figure out what was going on. But at the same time, I needed to pay my bills because even during that short time, I didn't have $1,000 to make my ends meet. After scrapping up whatever I had, looking at whatever credit card extra I had, and borrowing money from, like, my grandmother and my mother, I was still, like, $900 short, like, 800 900 And I don't even know if this took into account things like groceries or paying for parking or follow-up appointments and things like that, it was just to make ends meet. Fortunately, um, my supervisors at work were sending me groceries because they're good people. But what if I did not figure out a way to get that $1,000, that could have been financial ruin for me. Fortunately, I had a cousin who did and is doing very well. And when he found out, he sent me a check for $1,000 just to cover me. And I don't know where I would be if I didn't have that because I had so many bills coming up that I was going to have to pay for, including medical bills, medications, paying for the oxygen. And on top of that, you just spend money coping. And I don't even mean just coping in terms of like buying things. Of course I did, like dessert became my homegirl. Um, after I was diagnosed, mainly after my second hospitalization. After the first hospitalization, I was still like losing weight because obviously when you're on a ventilator for a week and a half you lose weight. But prior to that, I had been working out pretty hard and um, eating right, so I was losing weight anyway. And so I just kind of kept that up, because at that point, I didn't know that I wasn't going to be on this oxygen short term. So I, at the second time, was like, I want all the cookies, all the dessert, all the ice cream, all the brownies, because I needed a way to cope with everything that was going on on top of the fact that I was taking a medication that creates hunger, prednisone. So real, true hunger that you have to feed. And of course I could have fed it with vegetables, but I just got diagnosed with a chronic illness. I deserve brownies and ice cream. And so I'm buying things like foods and other things at that point and then I'm also buying things to make myself more comfortable in the new situation. So, you know, the oxygen makes your nose dry. So I'm having to buy things to keep my nose moisturized. I have scars on my body from getting my gallbladder taken out. So I'm having to buy things and creams to like make those better. I'm having to adapt to so many different things and I'm having to buy things to help those new prescriptions. No, then they changed the prescription. So you're halfway through a bought prescription. And now you have to go buy another prescription. And the insurance I had at that time was good at paying the hospital bills. But the co-pays for medications were awful. So I was spending a lot of money on medication. Other over-the-counter medications that weren't covered on the um, FSA card, but I had blown through the FSA card by that point. If you can imagine, um, my hospital bill was 30, 40, $50,000 the first time. So you can only imagine my copay. I mean, my FSA card was just blown through. And not to mention the second time I was hospitalized, I also moved. So obviously I didn't move myself, My friends moved me because I was in the hospital. So when I got out, they had all my things moved. But it was like a day after is when I got out. So no one had time to come back and then unpack everything for me. They had unpacked like the kitchen and a few other things. But I got into my house and I couldn't find things that I need and was unable physically to unpack. So I had to buy a new comforter. I had to buy a new can opener. I had to buy paper plates. I had to get groceries delivered. So many costs and I was not working. So while at this point, my leave at my job had started over because we got got fronted our leave at this job. So I had a few weeks of leave available to use for a sick and um, vacation. So I was able to use most of it to be able to pay for most of my bills. But I was still having to buy all of this new stuff just to get used to it. I had to end up also getting a housekeeper because I could not clean anymore. If I was at the point where I was going to be unable to unpack my apartment, where I was having trouble walking and I was having trouble coping with a new illness, definitely needed somebody to come in and clean up. So being sick is expensive. There is nothing cheap about it. And if you aren't making enough money already, you don't have a good financial background where you have money saved, you don't come from a good family, and you're not partnered, because let's be honest, being single and having to deal with these costs, having to deal with the emotional labor of it, and having to find ways to cope that might be spending money are all parts of being single and having to deal with this as well. And I was away from my family. So it wasn't like, you know, mama or grandma could just come over or my sisters. They were thousands of miles away. So I am back on my debt journey again. I was on it again last year, obviously. um, And then kind of took a break um, towards the end of the year just to focus on well, actually, towards the middle of last year, to focus on saving. And I did really good at saving. And then we got back to the top of this year, and I was like, okay, let's switch back to debt. Then the pandemic happened. And so my mindset, stick with savings, which I did. But I also ended up spending a lot more money. As somebody with a chronic illness, the pandemic is serious business. So, I had to make sure that I was covered. Thankfully, I already shopped at places like Sam's. So I had already done a lot of my bulk shopping at the beginning of the year. And I had plenty of cleaning products and things like that because chronic illness, you have to stay healthy and clean up and make sure you don't get sick. But the girl, but your girl needed to fortify the supplies. You hear me? So I made sure I ordered any and everything I could. My Amazon card was probably paid off or only had like a couple hundred dollars spent on it. Last time I checked, it was over $2,000 on it, which I'm going to pay off shortly. But um, that was pandemic spending. So another side effect of being home during the pandemic, as most of us know, we had to set up offices in our house. I wasn't going to the store, so had to order everything. A lot of us had to order everything, but some of us also had the luxury of being able to possibly shop around and go out into stores, but I did not go out into a physical store until like three, four months into the pandemic because, again, chronic illness, immunocompromised, I need these stores to get there business in order before I go out into their stores and trust them so yeah I'm back on it I've paid off um, two cards in the last month or so I used some of the money that I saved um, and I did save like the stimulus check so that was part of it things like that my tax refund all that got saved so all that money combined with the money that I had saved previously, I kind of momentarily did the avalanche to restart the snowball. So the avalanche is where you pay like the card with the highest interest. So my card with the highest interest is was also the card with the highest balance, which was about six thousand dollars. So I paid that card off as well as one of the the smallest card balance, which was about four or five hundred dollars. So I paid the top and the bottom off, and then I'm going to roll that big payment plus the money from not having to pay student loans because I'm in school, <laughs> aside from it being deferred during the pandemic, I'm going to use that money to restart my snowball um, essentially this month. Actually, yeah, this month, I, well, last month, I started it. A little bit. I paid a couple hundred dollars extra into the card. This month should be much more because we have a three paycheck month. So I'm planning to pay off my credit cards as quickly as possible because I don't want anything to happen where I need the money that I should be having in my account and I don't have access to it because I'm having to pay off this debt. Ideally, I like to get to the point where I can have these credit cards paid off and I can have several months of expenses saved in my checking account, I mean, sorry, my savings account so that in case I am ever have to get hospitalized again, or I have to go in for a procedure or anything like that, I'm not $1,000 away from financial ruin. Being chronically ill is expensive. The setup of the financial game in this country is crazy. Um, That getting sick could end your financial life but this is where we are and this is the world that we have to plan for. I can't just sit here and use the fact that I was sick or that the pandemic came and I'm sick on top of that as an excuse to just be in debt and stay in debt. Even if it takes me a while, I can do something about it. No, because of my chronic illness, I can't get another job. Because that would be taxing on my body unless I found one online, like I'm going to school online, something like that. Um, I can't do that, th- the things that other people do to build in that extra income. So I have to be diligent about what is given to me now. And if maybe I get a raise or if I get another job that gives me more money, I'm already primed to do the right thing with the money. So this is the story of how I got into debt. And how chronic illness did not help that debt at all. So if you have any questions, I'm going to post this on social media, on my Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. So make sure you leave questions there. I'll be checking them out. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to When Wit Happens. You can find Whitney living her best life at thewhitneywest.com and at the Whitney West on social media. Subscribe and follow for updates. Until next time, keep living your best life.